Welcome to the Four Corners Podcast with Lenny Marcus. Joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Neil Potter. Hey there. Four topics, 15 minutes each. We're just killing time. Kill it with us. Our Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is the number 4C podcast. Subscribe on iTunes. Listen to us on the Ridecast.com network. Today's guest is a writer, comedian, actor originally from Virginia. She has been oh, featured on CBS's Late Late Show with Craig Kilborn, Fox's Comics Unleashed, Comedy Central's Tough Crowd with Colin Quinn. She has hosted her own radio talk show. She has worked on writing projects for advertising agencies. She's been the voice of radio commercials for Castro Convertibles and Denison Chili. She has been featured at the Las Vegas Comedy Festival, the Toyota Comedy Festival, and the Marshalls Women of Comedy Festivals. She created the first original Plomedy, Shut Up, Sit Down and Eat, and Off-Broadway, and yet, oh, that was Off-Broadway, and yet her possibly, her biggest accomplishment of all was coaxing me onto a plane to go to Italy with her and her husband, <laughs> the oddest threesome ever. It's <laughs> Tina Georgie! Let's talk about Tina. Where did we meet? We were just talking about that. Uh, I think the comic strip, right? I would Maybe. guess. Maybe. Well, you might have been, we might have been on, we kept just seeing each other on shows and shows, and in two seconds, I always flock to, like, smart people, so I'm like, okay, this girl's not, you know, usual, like, you know, person in this business that you meet, a little well, smarter. You start to get each other's humor, then you're like, yes. okay, they're all right. Yeah, yeah. they're right, exactly. I'll, I'll speak to him, he's all right. <laughs> Where do I get, you were, you were a school teacher, but you're originally from Virginia. I grew up in Virginia. Neil's Where? whole family's from Virginia. I grew up in Chesapeake, Virginia. Oh, okay, up, up. Well, I guess not we're really close to DC. Neil's but up Big there. Stone yeah. Gap, yeah, so from, you're probably from the small yeah, part of Virginia. Yeah, we're on the west part. No, no, he's from probably the the bad part. Well, the any, <laughs> no, anything no, no, north, I, the south is a little scarier. Yeah, yeah, I love Big Stone, but it's a small, small town. But I love Big Stone Gap, Virginia. Yeah, not not many people from Big Stone Gap, Virginia. Not many you're people from, the, from Chesapeake. Yeah, but it's Chesapeake sounds sounds better. Yeah, <laughs> it does Gap. sound fancy. <laughs> <Yeah>. Big <laughs> Stone Gap <laughs> sounds like hillbilly. Yeah, yeah Big Chesapeake Gap. definitely sounds like upscale. It's close to Kentucky. That's all you got to know. Yeah. No, it, it is a beautiful town. I, lo I love. Well, Virginia's the beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, state. it is actually. How did the family settle again in Virginia? Well, my dad is from Providence, Rhode Island, and right. my mother's from Newark, New Jersey. That's fine stock there. Oh wow! <laughs> and uh, so they said we should want to be the only Italian family in Virginia. <laughs> so they got together and, and just left. Yeah, my dad. I said after World War II, he realized that there was uh, nice people in freedom beyond the Jersey Turnpike. Oh wow! <laughs> and, so he went to <laughs> and he decided to get in the car and take his children. And he wanted. I think he really wanted us to grow up, you know, as refined young ladies. And That's Virginia what I think. did it. Yeah, I think he thought it was beautiful and it was a lot of land. And Wait, he's from Providence? Providence, Rhode Island. And Federal Hill. Yeah, that could not be more Italian. That's Federal right, Hill, Federal right? Hill. Okay, so he went oh. from Federal Hill and he's like, I'm not letting my daughter grow up like this. Well, my dad was an entomologist, which is a weird thing. He was a chemist, basically. Oh, wow. So they had all these crops, and so basically he made pesticides, my dad. Oh but my he uh, flew, he was a... Uh, pilot in World War II. So they hired him to crop dust. So mm -hmm. when we were little, we used to actually, I'm sure that's why I have a tusk. We used to crop <laughs> tusk, you know, in the planes with my dad. 
So in it was Virginia. In Virginia. Oh, wow. So it was really. You got in the little plane? We used to get in the little planes. You didn't scare oh, wow. yourself at all? Well, I didn't know any better. And right. then we had like an oil grease spot in the middle of our driveway. And that's how we knew it was our house. And my dad would buzz the roof of the house. And my mom was like, stop, stop. <laughs> oh, wow. So you have good memories of growing up. Yeah, my it was great. It was like being Huck Finn. Really. Yeah. We. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. That's amazing. So. Then you you go to where'd you go to school again? I went to William and Mary. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's fancy that's too. what I thought. That my, that's where my parents live now, Williamsburg. It's beautiful. That's where my brother works yeah. at William and Mary, so it's a great school. Oh, yeah, what yeah. does he do there? He's a doctor there. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He kind of works for him. He's a hothead doctor. And then my niece goes to William and Mary. It's a great school. It's a great school. It's hard to get into. So yeah. smart. Your family's yeah. smart. And you started <laughs> wait. You started doing stand up there. No. 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 You have. No, I was going to be a lawyer. Oh, okay. And I was going to be a criminal defense attorney. And oh, here wow. I am today. <laughs> <laughs> well, how'd you go from there to teacher? Uh, it's crazy. I was teaching. I got a scholarship, like an internship, to teach in Switzerland for a year. Right. Oh, right out of school. Right out of school. Oh, wow. And I fell in love. I, went, I lived in Lugano for a year in the American school at Tassis. It's called Tassis. And I thought, well, this teaching is great. I could go all over the world and I can do everything I want. And, and, uh, and then at the end of the year, this guy broke my heart, who we're not going to talk about. Right. And I didn't marry him, which we're not going to talk about. <laughs> and so I came home and said... I think I'm going to be a stand-up comic. And that's exactly how my life has always been. Oh, my been. gosh. Wow. So really? Oh, because the breakup forced you into comedy? Yeah, maybe. I started <laughs> writing like, a I, lot. You know, right. I started, like, writing to get rid of it. And I realized that maybe what I was writing was bits, you know, like comedy bits. Right. But I didn't, I didn't know that. I was too... Were you a comedy fan growing up? I loved Sally Rogers on the Dick Van Dyke show. <laughs> and I thought, wouldn't that be the greatest thing in the world to be like a, a writer? She oh. looked like she had so much fun. And she always wore a dress and had heels. <laughs> and I was like, that's what I'm going to be. But I didn't know what that meant. Is that Rosemary? Yeah. She's still alive, I think, Rosemary. Yeah. She's, she's 107. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's right around. So how do you come back to New York then? Okay. So what happened is I started teaching because I had this weird thought that if I taught in a prep prep school in the Alps, I should then teach in the inner city in Washington, D.C. <laughs> so I, by way of, a, I got a job in a drug rehab center teaching these kids that went to juvie hall in the morning. And when they unlocked them, they sent them to my classroom. Oh my God. And from that, I started doing stand-up with them because I couldn't get them to behave. Right. I didn't know I was doing stand-up. Yeah, yeah, but you were doing stand-up. And they were so great to me, <laughs> the druggies. They were so great to me. They said, we know somebody who has a comedy club on K Street. It was called the Comedy Cafe. And they said, you should go. You're funny. You should go. And I thought, I'm going to go. Because, you know, when you're 22 or something, you think, yeah. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go, yeah. yeah. And I didn't know that you weren't supposed to go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That they well, did you go, so you went. What was it like on K Street? I got online yeah. with a bunch of other people who thought they were going to be something. Some I didn't really think I was going to be anything. I just wanted to see if I could get on stage. Right. Like anybody. I had no, like when people have these expectations. Right. And good, because I never achieved any of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, sort of, you know. Yeah, come on. Go ahead. So, and? yeah. So that's what I did. I, I started doing that, and then I kind of fell in love with it. Right. And uh, but I still taught and I still got a master's degree and I still went to school. And then I looked in the New York Times. I bought a New York Times and I said, Long Island. Where's Long Island? (laughs) I had no I mean. And I was like, I'm going to get a job on Long Island. And the summer before that, it's really insane. I had a Fulbright to Hebrew University in Jerusalem. I'd won a Fulbright because in part time I was doing all this other stuff. Right. Because I didn't know you weren't supposed to have seven careers. Right. Wait, what's the Fulbright mean? A Fulbright is like, you know, there's a Rhodes Scholar. Yes. And then there's a Fulbright. And what it is, is they send you anywhere you want in the world to write a paper for them, a series of papers. And the guy who was my department chair in D.C., he applied for the Fulbright and just 
for no apparent reason, I picked up a second application <laughs> and I filled it out and I won. Huh. So I spent four months at Hebrew Why University did you in Jerusalem. Pick Hebrew University in Jerusalem. I was writing a curriculum on women's studies. So awful, this whole story. <laughs> and I wanted to live in a polygamous society. So I lived with the Bedouins in the Negev desert. Oh, for, a for four of, months? No, for a couple of oh, weeks oh, in the tribe weeks, okay. of Abu Rabi. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. And then I wrote a paper on that. Okay. And they, they, I guess the people in Great Neck on Long Island liked it. Yeah, said, this is an interesting candidate. And they hired me. There you go. Wow, so that world was always pulling you, and then but then stand-up started pulling you away from that world? Yeah. yeah. Wow. You taught social studies, right? Yeah, I taught time. social studies for like 15 years, and on we, and off. Yeah, we talked about that. You were not known as the nicest teacher, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> when you Why saw, not? When you saw my name on yeah. your schedule, it was Scary. like, dun-dun-dun-dun. <laughs> <laughs> you were hard. You were hard on the kids. Yeah. Like, Be- you graded hard, or you tested hard, or? Yeah, like, I I would call them in and say, can you tell me what this word means in your paper? And they'd be like, what do you mean? It means whatever. And I'm like, that's not what that word means. Did you plagiarize this paper? from?" And they would get all sweaty, you know. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and everyone was plagiarizing. Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of cheating. Because they didn't really understand. <laughs> what they yeah, were doing. Yeah, yeah, it's a free for But I also had some great students, too. I shouldn't say that. No, were. there's a lot. We were talking about this with Bethel's mom. She's a, te- she's yeah. a teacher. There's, there's a, the massive amount of cheating. The, 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 the panic that sets in when you when you start something the night before and you got a huge project to do it's just going to lead into cheating (laughs) (laughs) but they they also taught me a lot those kids in a different way they sort of taught me how to uh, manage new york because they were very very wealthy Mm -hmm. and so i would be invited to these giant mansions you know where they lived for dinner and it was always very interesting because they would think i was jewish until (laughs) we got through part of the meal and then i'd be like well you know i'm catholic (laughs) (laughs) now are you so this whole time you're doing stand-up you're coming into the city doing stand-up right and and your parents know you're doing stand-up um my my father has been gone a long time but my mom knew but she didn't know what that meant once she said to me can't you do comedy during the day (laughs) (laughs) so she doesn't know real she doesn't put it together that you're doing i don't think she thinks it's a job Yeah, yeah. yeah Yeah, yeah. Um, and how did you parlay that into a radio show? When was the radio show? So what happened is I started going to Governors and Brokerage, and in those days they were all split. You know, it was different right, things. Owners. And so what they would do is if they liked you, they gave you lots of opportunities. And they said to me, why don't you do a radio show with Peter Bales? You know Peter Bales? I know Peter Bales, yeah. And Peter said, okay, because I did all the work. I can say that now. <laughs> but Peter was a history professor. He still is a history That's professor. That's right. He sells the book. Right. So, And I actually gave him the title for that second book, They're All Dead Anyway. And I can say that on <laughs> <laughs> and he was great to me. Peter was great to me. Yeah, he took he's a me nice guy. took me everywhere, gave me opportunities to cuz I worked with him on the radio and was very encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. He's an encouraging guy. Yeah. And oh, when, wow. even when I think I opened the first road gig I ever did was like in Philly opening for who's his girlfriend at the time? Uh, Peaches. Peaches. So her name's Peaches Rodriguez. Yeah. So are they still together? I think so. Yeah. So I think I opened for Peaches Rodriguez and then Peter Bell's headline. That was my first road gig ever. Well, the craziest thing about Bales is that he came to uh, D.C. He was working at Garvin's. Remember, there used to be a club mm, called Garvin's. No. This is a long time ago. And I worked with him. There was an open micer. And he said, you're going to come to New York someday. And I was like, who are you? I didn't even know. And then when I came to New York, he let me. But stand-up's easy. Stand easy from you from right from the beginning. You 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 know how to write the jokes easy, right? So it's. Well, she knows how to write. That's yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I I always I by the time I saw you already a, a well-formed comic. Yeah, me, it's not me like too. I saw you like we, we were all out. We didn't know ma- where you were. We were just making it, shit up out there. All of us when we started, but I already, I had already seen uh, you, so I, it was always easy for you. I write by the sound of it. 
Like I don't yeah. have a formula like people do. If it sounds right to me, I'll do a sentence 100 times, 150 times until I think the rhythm is just the right rhythm for me. And somebody says, well, what does that mean? I said, I don't know. I have to, <laughs> I have to hear it. Yeah. When so I so hear you can it. hear where the joke's going to go. Yeah. Yeah. One of my, my favorite Tina Georgie story about stand-up is so around 2006 or five, maybe four, I'm trying to, you know, uh, our, we had the same manager. Yes, we did. For a little while. And he was brutal. So yeah. he would, I would, <clears throat> he wanted me to go to the Aspen Comedy Festival. And uh, I was working on new stuff. I and mean, I was like getting a tape together. So I sent him a tape of like 11 minutes. You need to send in six minutes. I sent him a tape of 11 minutes. Say, hey, pick from this. Or what do you think about this? He took the tape and put it with your tape and send it back to back. Like, and send it to the Aspen people. And then they saw 11 minutes of stuff that I was working on. Some of it not ready to go yet, right? Right. And they sent back feedback on an answer machine at the time, which he was, I was still working. So this has got to be, I'll tell you what, I, this has got to be two, the year 2000, okay? I didn't go to Aspen until like 2006. Right. That's how I'll show you how far that took. But around 2000, so now I'm sitting in my office, in right? And, uh, and he goes, he, the phone rings, he goes, I don't know what this means. And he hits the button on the answer machine oh, and no. plays me back. exactly what I was going to say. The woman from Aspen who goes, um, yeah, the girl we saw on the tape, she was great. We'd lo- we definitely want to talk to you about her. And asked, what's her name? Tina? Tina Georgie? Yeah, yeah we yeah. want to talk to you about <laughs> I her. I, I felt that coming and, and But the other guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the second one, like, uh, yeah, he's a tad nondescript. Right? <laughs> that was the line. He's a tad nondescript. So... I'm thinking, what? You know, like I hang yeah, up. Yeah. Phone. I go, he goes, I don't know what that means. I go, I don't know what it means either, but why'd you send the fucking tape? <laughs> what I told you for yeah. you to look at, you asshole. I know. Right? So, and that's how that started. But did you go? No. <laughs> no, they did not pick me. And After that. Remember Louis Ferranda? Yes. Um, Louis yeah. Ferranda. He's still at Caroline. He's the well, booker at Caroline. Well, okay. For those people who know. But. Lewis was waiting for me. I had such a good set at the comic strip. And he came off and he says, you're going to go. You're going to go. And then they sent David J. <laughs> well, there you God, go. That's, that's what happened. Oh, well, there you go. Um, so you've been doing stand-up since what year? I started really in 85. In but that, I wasn't really doing there. it. Yeah, I was just going to open mics. So did you just go to Governor's a lot here on Long Island? I, I came here in 1990. Right. And uh, yeah, I went to Governor's and they gave me lots of opportunities. But then I went on the road a mm. lot. You know, on the weekend. Yeah, I went everywhere. And yeah. the, the, you know, Kephart yeah. is always the story in Atlantic City. If you could work for the Comedy Stop at the Trop, yeah. <laughs> then he gave you an opportunity to go to Vegas. And I worked probably eight or nine weeks a year for him. Wow. Half in Vegas and half in Atlantic City. And they were brutal gigs. <laughs> but oh, I learned. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was good. Um, what was um, what was your favorite experience through all this? Like, did you have do you have one at this point? You've been basically everywhere. I've done everything. Yeah, I mean, I always like to do theaters more than I like to do television or something like that. But I don't know what to say. I mean, we're going to talk about the play later. There yeah, were some we'll really great moments in that. But yeah, yeah. But um, any any, it just depends on the gig. It's not necessarily the venue. I don't know what to say. A lot of teachers did stand up. Like Ted Alexander was a teacher. He's a music teacher. I think Kinnison, Sam Kinnison, I believe, was a teacher at some point. Right. And a preacher, I think, as well. Is it an, it's a natural fit. Did you have any anxiety like when you would go up on stage? Was it like going up in front of kids? Well, when you work, you do five shows teaching a day. Right. And the audience is brutal and they didn't pay to get in. Right. So you have to sort of modify your 
teaching, if you're a good teacher, you will modify your teaching with each lesson. Yep. So the next lesson works. And that was a good thing that I learned from teaching. Uh, like how to go up and yeah. Yeah, just, just kind of just go through. And plus yeah. the schedule works because you're done. Plus and you can always yes. break into you're a lesson. Three o'clock. And that was good until they saw a tape of me. They saw me on TV. Yeah. And then it then it oh. blew the lid off of everything. Oof. Then I was in trouble. Oh, <laughs> they didn't want like that. Conf- conflicted with teaching. Yeah, a little yeah, bit, yeah, but yeah. then we had a discussion. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were known as a great teacher. Well, they were that blew their minds. Some yeah. the, one kid refused to believe it was me. He kept saying, "I saw this woman last night on like some late show. She looked just like you." I'm like, well, "What's wrong with you?" I said, "You shouldn't be awake." I said, "You should be studying because I didn't want to deal with oh, it." Oh, that's right. so funny! Oh my god, that's funny. Well, Tina, welcome to the show. That's a great story. We love it. Let's move on to the second corner now. Let's talk about this uh, theater show you created. This explain a plomedy to everybody. So what happened is I wanted to create something that was both a play and comedy together. And I wanted to make a production company. That was the goal. And the idea was that it would only be the first one and that you would take stand-up comics material that were true material, like the ones they always made you laugh and you always had a good set, and weave it into a story. And that's what the whole premise was from the beginning. Not to just let people do the Mm stand-up, but to actually, you're watching something happen on stage. You specifically got this epiphany that you wanted to make something like that happen. Is that your word? Yes. Yes. And we and it's in the urban dictionary. Oh, and you got that word. You yeah. you created that word. Yeah, it's oh, in nice, the urban dictionary. Nice. So you have your own genre. Yes. Kinda. Which some people liked the theater world hated and the comedy world thought it was Why silly. Why the theater world hated? Because it? comics are poo poo in the theater. Oh. They don't they don't like But the comics. run was good. It was a good run. The run was great. How long was the run? Uh, well, a year or two years? Oh, longer. Well, two yeah. years we spent in the city. Right. We were at um, the Players Theater for a year, and then we spent a year at uh, Snapple, which is now called, I think, the Theater Center or something on 50th mm-hmm. and Broadway. Mm-hmm. And it was a really good experience, but it was a hard, hard, hard job. Which as is you know, what we want to talk about. Like how anno- once you're done writing the play, now here you go. You got to cast it. You got to produce it. You got to. It's a nightmare. I think most of what it's a lot like is egos. It's really like wrangling egos, mm-hmm. both from the production side of it and also the marketing side of it. This is the boring part of it. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, we'll spice it up. We're going to ask you some stupid questions probably along the way. Well, now, what's the what was the hardest getting people in the theater? Yeah, marketing is tough. Yeah. But the other thing is is consistently being able to do all the pieces of it at the same time. Like not feeling good, but still doing the show. Well, you're trying to save money. You don't have other people to help you. Usually if you put on a play, right, you have the investors. There's a lot of angels running around out there. There, Somebody's helping raise the money. Then there's the producer who's, you know, then there's the casting director who's getting all the people for you. Then then there's the playwright. And then there's, you're wearing all the hats. Yeah, but the greatest thing for me was to hear my own words being spoken. Oh, that sounds silly, right? Yeah, yeah, no, no I think that's great. the best part. Yeah, it was the best part, yeah. and people would laugh, and I would think, yeah, yeah. oh, they really. I don't want to sound like Sally Fields. They <laughs> like me, but I, I, that was special to me because it it said to me that I could write something that would be universally liked. Yeah, not just in a comedy. So play. tell tell you, everybody about the show, though. Yeah, so what's we the understand play? The show. Yeah. So what happened was, I I always wanted to write a one woman show, but that's difficult to do because it's just you're blabbing about yourself sort of the whole time. Right. So I got an email from uh, an Italian-American comic who said, I want to write something about being Italian-American, but and we need a woman. That's basically how. <laughs> and I thought, well, I know the topic, and I know where I sort of want to go. I had it kind of in the back of my mind. And then I took their bits, and I wove it into a story. And they're going to say they wrote it, too, but really I wrote it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I took their bits, but I, 
put the middle pieces in. Lenny knows he saw the yeah I saw it. It's it's, it. it's a really it's a it's stand up within a play kind of thing. Right. Right. It's funny because I always thought that it was just your one person show, and then the, you were going to go to Aspen with it and all the stuff. But I only thought it was you. I never put no, it. No, there were other. Oh. There were no, four, of four of us. Four people. Because I just knew you. And so it's I, not only I just four always assume you were playing the four people, or which is always you. That's what I always assumed. So that's no. pretty cool. No, no, it's three men and yeah. her, and it's three season comics from Long Island, which should say everything right and there. And can you switch out those comics or you, you have to, it has to be those comics? You can switch them out. You can, but okay. the idea originally was it was everybody's material so that it was the best of what you had. Yeah, the so. one you knew killed every single time so that there was no doubt that you were going to sell it. Yeah. And the more personal it became, and I learned this from a woman by the name of Eve Brandstein who mm -hmm. was the director that from L.A. Uh, she worked for Norman Lear for many, many oh, years. Wow. And she said to me, make them cry at some point. Yeah. Like sort of stabbing me, you know, yeah. you're funny, but make them cry. And I thought, how am I going to make them cry? And that became probably the best experience of the play. <laughs> That's right. It was she did it. Making the crowd cry. And it Lenny, Lenny's filming that. You were so excited because I, I cried down one side. <laughs> one side He's got, tear. got the tear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, without the fake, the fake. No, cry. no fake. It was a real cry. We well, have to watch well, it to know how you're going to shoot it. Like no, she but had me shoot. The every place. time we see that in the movie, we're always like, "That's fake," because <laughs> it just is a perfect thing no. right down the middle. You Apparently, can do that. Then you're a really good actor. Yeah, I can cry. Oh, and you can control where it comes out. No, I. Just, no, that was luck. That was, <laughs> that was luck. That was luck. You just have to kind of go there in your head. Yeah. Like yeah, deep, yeah, yeah. deep. You know what can make you yeah. cry, right? But night after night on stage? That was that was the good part of acting, oh, to, yeah. to say you could act. Because yeah. I don't think I'm a very good actress, yeah. but what was good about that was to sell it. Yeah, I have a bad know? crying story on stage. It did not go well. well Neil has can do a fake I, cry. No, no, I... I did the when I very first started acting, it's... I'll cut the story short, but it's sure. really... it's it, I wanted to cry because as an actor, you're like, okay, I got to cry. That's the, that's the pinnacle of success here. And so I always said acting class was a bunch of girls crying and then a bunch of boys trying to cry. That was the acting class in a nutshell, <laughs> yeah. every acting class. So anyway, cut to I do a play in New York and it's me and a girl on stage. And I guess the playwright, the playwright uh, wrote this play. We didn't know, but apparently he wrote his, his sister just got killed like two wow. months ago. He like a month ago. So he, Rip, whips out this one act in a one act festival so we have no idea we have no idea that just happened so we walk out on stage i'm not crying i'm just faking it there's no there's no i cannot do anything but one night we walk out on stage we only do it like five nights but the last night we walk on stage his whole family's there and so the minute i walk out i haven't said a word everyone's crying the whole crowd <laughs> yeah they're like oh and then whatever forever reason it makes me cry like, because the whole theater's crying before. Right. I, so I'm saying all my lines, everyone's crying, I'm crying. And then all I cared about is when I went backstage, I'm like, I did it, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all all, the, all these up. people are suffering out there. They're yeah. having the worst night of their life, but all I cared about is I, yeah. I can cry. So they're all yeah. coming backstage and crying around it him. It did not and then, count, though. It officially does not count because it was all fake because I had no idea what I was walking into. I'm like, damn, am I good? I'm yeah. crying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you so are. He's smiling, anyway, having a good anyway, time. Anyway, they're anyway. all bawling. I'm sure your crying was much better than that. <laughs> no, the best the best thing for me is if I could cry and turn and the men yeah. were crying, yeah. then I knew I sold it. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. They um they so you're working with three guys from and they're all person the personalities start to drive everyone crazy. Yeah, that's right? what happened. It's tough. It's tough to travel with four people. Yeah, it was like being married and then you couldn't divorce them <laughs> and you knew you didn't want to be married anymore, but cuz it starts touring around the country. Yeah, we went a bunch of different places and egos started to get involved yeah. with 
who thought they were what they thought they were. Yeah. You know? and I don't even understand that when you watch the play. It's literally like a division of four people. It's just an even division yeah. of four people when you watch the play. Yeah. And so Everybody they, brings their own little thing to do. it. They do. So, and they still do the show, right? Yeah. One of the guys still does the show. Um, I can't bring myself to go and watch, and watch it. it but it's four people still? It's four people. Um, and so everybody sort of has the rights to this. Yeah, to do. I was going to say, who owns the show? Well, it's all it's copyrighted with all of our names. Oh, oh so everybody can do it. So everybody can okay. do it. Um, but the it's in our, I shouldn't even say all this stuff, but it's in our last contract that no one's allowed to perform it without first asking us if we would like to be in it. Oh, okay. So you're oh, not really free of us. We yeah, just yeah, agreed yeah. that you can do it if you want. If you want to produce it, you can. But you yeah. have to ask us. And if there's a run, when that run ends, you have to ask us for the next run. So there's things like that. I just, I couldn't do it anymore. And it, did it make you want to write more plays? And I, I have several that yeah, I wrote so after that. And this time I wrote for myself. Yeah, they're all one-person shows, Yeah, right? this I wrote for <laughs> myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But what about just a play, play for actors, just a straight comedy on? I mean, it's so hard on Broadway, I know, or off-Broadway to get plays up, but... You've I was so sick of the too? business that yeah, yeah. I, I moved away. I needed to clear it. And that's and then the book was given to me, that's which right. we'll kind of talk, we'll talk about. The book but you won the award. You won the... We got nominated for the, for the, um, the oh. Best Unique Theatrical Experience by the Off-Broadway Alliance in 2014. Oh, nice. Just to be nominated out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. incredible. And that was exciting. And But what was the category? They didn't know what to do with us because we weren't a regular play. So it's called Unique Theatrical Experience. Oh, wow. So like Blue Man Group. Yeah, one yeah. Year, one oh, year so it was stuff that. like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. That's, That's pretty cool. crazy. Yeah. I love that you have your own word, your own. Blomity, yeah. Well, and has there been any after that you know of or no? No, but I wanted it to be a theater company. My goal was that it would be Plomity Theater and that it would be something that would keep running constantly in the city with different ones each season. Yeah. Different topics, different group of comics different philosophies even no know? i feel like all the comics need that help like they the comics have this material to, but to, they need help to get it to a, a theatrical performance well, they're I don't off think, i don't think anybody lost in the process that was willing to give over to the process but some of the guys just <laughs> wanted to remain the way they were yeah but if you opened yourself up to it you learned a lot yeah, we filmed it. It was I don't know. We got a little buzz, we got a little but buzz we, coming in. But uh, yeah, just don't touch it. So um, Neil's put on a few. Neil and Bethel put on plays, and I know how hard it is, even just to get the title going. Yeah, I mean, right. I thought the hardest part that really drove us crazy was the getting the people there. Right. That eventually like pushed me over the edge because <laughs> I was just you got to ask a million people. How do you get people? How do you get asses in the seats? And that's what they worry about for everything. You need some sort of uh, marketing company yeah. to work with you. And, and we did that too. Money, we right? did that too. Yeah, I mean, I thought that was always the hardest part is just like you could, we could write it, we could do it, we could get it up. And then to just to get the consistent people is always hard. You don't want to lose money doing these vent these artistic ventures, but eventually you got to lose money doing these. Right, but that was ventures. the benefit of having the four of us because the four of us brought with each of us a fan base mm -hmm. and that helped. But you're running Tuesday through Sunday? No, we ran, well, we ran all the times, but we ran mostly on Sunday afternoons. Okay, so you just... But sometimes we were working on the road during the week and then trying to keep it on the weekend in the city. Oh, okay. Was there ever anybody missed? You had an understudy for this? Anybody? No, and we worked... Oh, boy. Chris Monty and I worked so sick one time. It was so ridiculous. <laughs> we were actually looking at each like, are you dead yet? <laughs> I mean, our voices were like, way down here. <laughs> um, Neil... 
Tell about some of your theater experiences. <laughs> no, Neil I, had me naked one time on stage. We, yeah, we pulled. Yeah, we did. Bad, well, you did good theater. We were just doing like we were just pulling together. Stuff. I mean, I have so many good. I think the funny story, but we're talking about people, was we got the. Uh, we were desperate for people, so we called audience extras. Have you ever used? Oh yeah. my god, that was like the worst nightmare <laughs> what ever. What was that? So there, you get this, people to show up. Yeah, right? there's this thing, and it's called audience extras, right? So they must have the worst list. It's like part homeless people, <laughs> part they need a place to stay for right. two hours. It's warm in here, and so we're like, holy shit, let's just do audience extras. That you know, so we could go from like you know, wait, if, it's a group of people that will just show up anywhere to get and get yeah, paid. They just waiting to be called in their audience extras, and they fill theaters. Do they get paid? They do not get paid. They just fill theaters, so they go for free. Uh, right. I do, they they do not. The yeah, but it's really the uh, not great audience is what you're saying. Oh, just horrible. <laughs> I mean, so we were we used that at first, and we're like, okay, we'll never use audience extras but it's, again. Yours is a comedy, it, and it was a good comedy. It These didn't people matter. wouldn't even laugh. No, because they had come to sleep. They had come to get out of the cold. <laughs> so they yeah. are. I looked How out they there. Get in touch with them. I looked out there. I'd say half of these people ha- had no idea where they. But the theater was crowded. Right. Yeah, but they were half Dead. of them were sleeping. Yeah. They were super loud when they snored. And then it was just hey, one. Yeah, it was just one awful. And then maybe one person was just would be come after and wait for us and kind of get stalky with us. So there was no win in the whole crowd. Audience extras. I'm sure there was one nice person, but also the one the nicest person was super critical. But at least we thought that was nice, right? Because they they must have come to every. I don't know if Broadway does it, but I think Broadway does it too. I mean, Broadway has ways to fill their seats. Yeah, well, if you, one of the agencies like Gold Star or something yes. like that, they'll have tickets that go cheaper and cheaper yep. until people. And some people wait to do. I think it's twenty twenties also twenty minutes before they're twenty dollars oh, something or, like that. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, or cheaper. Well, depending. TKTS day right. of. If there's anything left, they'll give you. They yeah. have these crazy ways to fill lotteries. Theaters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy and, stuff. But yeah, those. <laughs> your family. Yeah. Like that. No, no. I mean, my family only could come so much because the uh, theaters you yeah. get are weird. It was the same you know? with stand up. But when you when you start doing stand up and bringer shows, it was like, oh my god, if I, I'm running out of people, I feel bad. Then I got to go out with them. So it was fun just to get fresh people. But you know, with fresh people meant you know just different. It's yeah. just hard. It's people more, don't more critical. More. Did just, you ever have anybody in the audience get angry or violent? We had a couple of people really like throw down one time and not, got nervous. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Got mad at each other. What happened? There was a part, you know, Len, where it was yeah. sauce or gravy. Right, the Italians right. were fighting over whether you call it sauce or oh, gravy. Oh, no, and he yelled out in the crowd. Oh, oh. The there was like got a, into a fight. Oh yeah, there, it's sauce, it's gravy, and we're on stage, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. we didn't know whether to oh, acknowledge it, like right. break the wall yeah. and acknowledge it, oh, or to shit. just or keep going, just keep yeah. going. And we were trying, but it was getting louder and louder. And then finally, we just had to turn to the audience and say, "We understand, but it's you know, sauce. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 you just yeah. have to come back now because yeah, yeah. you're too oh, far. Wow, You've funny. gone too far. Oh, that's funny that they got lost in the show. They had come. That's to, great. Yeah, I feel like in when you're, yeah, you want that, but you don't want it to go Fight. overboard. You know, you want people to talk to you after. For well, me, Italians, it's sauce, you know, it's a yeah. big controversy. If it's sauce or gravy, yeah, yeah. I think I've seen a play. I was there five times. I shot it twice, Brave and man. it was. Uh, you, it was fun watching the audience, to be honest with you, all the time. Like, they would really, really get, get into yeah, it. Really yeah, really go for it. Really yeah. get into no, it. No, that's a good thing. And then you when just the crying watch. part came, that people would cry. You know, they, they And in the get... end, they'd be like, I knew it. Some people were like, I <laughs> yeah. knew it. Because yeah, like there was a twist in the end. Oh, uh, I don't know. I got to go watch it Oh, now. it's a fun play. We have it on tape somewhere, right? Yeah. I yeah. think it's in my house somewhere. And then me and Lenny also have the greatest theater story of all time. Go ahead. We, were doing, we were doing sketch comedy. So we do sketch comedy. It's a dick story. In this theater, and it's like in the middle of summer. It's 400 degrees. It's got to be. 
maybe 400 degrees. By the way, I've also yeah, been yeah. in the same theater where I think we did a show in the winter and it was zero degrees. <laughs> of course. So, yeah, yeah. no, I'm done. But anyway, but it's I grew 400 up, degrees. I grew up playing sports, so I'm like not a quitter. I'm just not a quitter. <laughs> and so, you're going to commit. Yeah, I'm just going to. I mean, one thing that's going to happen is that we're going to start at eight o'clock and we're going to finish at nine o'clock. It might, no one might laugh, but we're going to finish it. But it was testing. It was so hot in this theater. And Lenny came out and Lenny was dripping sweat. Dripping like, I'm wearing a leather jacket to drop, open the show. There's drops <laughs> and a turtleneck. Like, I'm is, playing a spot. Yeah. And so I have a turtleneck and a leather and long sweaty leather. Spot. Yeah. And sweaty. I'm sweating. And no one in the crowd is, I don't even think there's there because they're so hot. They're and and Lenny, I go to Lenny, I'm like, I think we just got to stop because we're just dripping sweat <laughs> backstage. Like, so much so that we have not, I mean, we're just soaking wet. And we just look at each other and, and Lenny's like, I don't think we can quit. That's how I mean. You can't quit the show. And I'm like, I'm like, no one. I go, no one wants to be here. I go, we don't want to be here. Let's just go. But we didn't quit. But those opening scene is me and and or we do a bunch of scenes, right? So it's me and my acting partner at the time. And we just they it makes no sense in the uh, show. It's we a comedy, quit. I regret not like quitting. something about like at the end I'm taking a fake beeper, a pager yeah. at the time, and I'm whipping it on the ground. You asshole! And I mean, I am. Sweating. I'm a pool. I took my clothes off the first the first thing. It was wet the next day when I came in. You to were do rivering. Day two. We, we did call two. that rivering. That awesome. Oh, it was gross. Oh, yeah. And then there was one where the, somewhere, same play, just I'm getting this one in, Neil. And same play. Neil writes a, a, a thing called uh, It's Valentine's Night, a play in five acts. And somehow, I don't even know the plot to this. I don't even remember the plot to this sketch, but the plot to the sketch is somehow we both want to have sex with Bethel or something like that. Yeah. And it's a misunderstanding of some sort where I I have to take my we both end up <laughs> on stage naked well not naked Almost. like in yeah underwear right so then Neil of course takes a <laughs> half <laughs> step back that. yeah yeah and one of the days right and we rehearsed it everything's fine and the two of us are standing on stage in our underwear and I start it's whatever go and I start getting undressed and I'm like down to like my I it's you're supposed to do it really fast because she's coming in and she's like what the hell is going on with you two and sure enough. Neil is a half step behind me. Decides I'm not taking off my clothes. <laughs> Why? Because there's not enough people in the crowd, Neil, or the show wasn't. It was 400 degrees in I there. Stuck it to he you. He was so bad. Yeah, he stuck it to me. And now I'm on stage <laughs> naked, and, and they Neil's, went crazy. They're laughing, and Neil. What a dick. Anyways, that's all I gotta say. What a dick. <laughs> all right, let's move on to that third corner. Yeah, oh, Neil's going to the bathroom. All right, I'll set this up. Okay. With Tina, Neil cannot hold in his water for about 40 minutes. So now the play. Is involved. Well, the third corner is this Italy trip you and I took. That's right. Okay, and so I get. A, let me set it up. I get a call one day. Hey, you want to go to Italy? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> what? Yeah, I need you to come to Italy and film my family in Italy. So this somehow is woven into the play. You take it from here. So what happened was unbeknownst to when we were doing the play. I, I just wanted to say unbeknownst. That's crazy how unbeknownst, really unbeknownst. <laughs> really? Yeah, really unbeknownst, and it turned into this crazy thing. Right. What happened was my family in Italy, after almost 100 years, yeah. were looking for us right. in the in the new world, <laughs> no, in the United States. So it's 100 years, 100 and she years. doesn't know where this Italian family is. Well, let me just, before you say that, uh, let me set this up. Your, your mom... No, your mom's from here. Your grandmother. My grandmother. L- left this little town in Italy. And it's little. 
in after World War no, before she left World in War II. 1924. Okay, so this has been between wars. Right. Right. And she just of all the si- and then she's got brothers and sisters. How many brothers and sisters? She had there? one brother and four sisters. Right. And she met a guy who takes her out of Italy and comes to America. Right. They my grandmother was 27 and not married and they gave her to the first guy that came back to the village <laughs> that had an American citizenship. And then they come here. Everybody else stays. Everybody else. The entire else. family stays. Yep. They come here and somehow have your mom. Your mom is born here and then your parents, you, whatever. So now it's 100 years later. Yes. And there's the entire family on your mom's side is is still in this little tiny and town. And they're still there. So you write this play 100 years later. Yes. Go ahead. And what happens is my grandmother's youngest sister, Livia, on her deathbed, this is the story, said, find Amelia's children, which was my grandmother's children. Yeah. So we have no way of knowing this. I have a cousin who's a professor at NYU from that village. From that town. From that town. At the same time you're doing this At the same time, a hundred years later. You couldn't, there's no way all the lives could be woven any other way to get to right to that moment. Mm -hmm. And ready for this? He comes to see the play. He comes to see the play. What are the odds? Now, how did he even find out about the play? That's a whole nother crazy story. That's okay, too. so wait, so he comes. We'll go. Uh, he comes to see the play, play. and on the on the stage, mm-hmm. I'm trying to. There's a scene I told you earlier before we started doing this that I try to out Italian all the other guys on the stage. Yeah, so I, I tell that. the story of my family, family my grandmother, from you know, the town. yeah, this, 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 and he's watching this play, Going. and it's his story. <laughs> In other words. That's the missing piece, piece of the story. They've been looking for her for a hundred yeah. years, yeah. and oh. this guy just comes to a yeah. play. There she is, and he's like, because they didn't really know if it was real or not. Like even after we right. knew it was real, we were not, we were hesitant. And he said, "There's no way anybody could have known that story. It was like Roots, you know, where the Kunta yeah, Kinte yeah, yeah. they find yeah. the they find the missing piece." So and he comes backstage after. He, yeah, yeah. I was I'm like, your, I think I'm he, your cousin. He came afterwards, and he said. There's an, a gentleman who's a professor at Hofstra, and he had sponsored my cousin mm-hmm. to come to America to be a professor at NYU. And it turns out his daughter, this professor's daughter, was growing up like her whole life with me in Rockville Center. Like oh I was going God. to their house and talking, and he was there at the same time for like Christmas Eve and Easter. And as we're talking, my cousin says, I know this guy. And I say, I know this guy. And we come to find out, We've been next to each other for the last five years wow. and did not know who we were. Right. Yeah. Did not know that we were actually from the same family. I mean, wow. literally the same family, the same story, the same. And we pieced it together and they went crazy in Italy because <laughs> they found them. We found them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, of course, knowing my family now and Lenny knows them, too, they said, you must come. You must you must come yeah. to the village. You you are Amelia's granddaughter. You, you must come. And so I said to Lenny, you want to go with me to, to Italy? <laughs> I think my- this is insane. She's never met them. Yeah. But you, you started talking to them on the phone, right? No, what happened was my mother is still fluent in Italian. So they were able to Skype with my mother and speak. My mother speaks, but she spoke dialect from my grandmother's time from 100 years before. Yeah, they don't speak Italian. Those people know. They speak Italian, but right. they speak a, a specific dialect. To that for that region, town, right? For that town. So it turns out they started telling each other the same stories and the same everything. Yeah. So they helped set up the meeting so that I didn't just go there blindly. Yeah. Like they knew who I was and we we knew. And I spent I guess six months, Lynn, Setting planning it, it before yeah. we ever went. I mean, I tried to do exactly everything my grandmother did the last month that she lived there. I did everything: the bakery, we walked in the festivals. 
I did everything. I be, tried to become her. Well, there what, was all this like there well, are wait, 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 Neil. There are recipes that have been handed down that you want to know how they were made or right. are they still making them? They have they own a bakery. Some of the family owns a bakery right. in the town. So now there's a famous pie right. my, that you're going to see actually made that your grandmother made. My great grandmother. Grand great grandmother. She made, made this regatta pie for Easter, and then my grandmother made the regatta pie, and so I wanted to see if it's the pie. And we made pie. I mean, that's a whole like, other day. Yeah, it's another day. We it was a to... whole day of pie. But so, what's the reception like when you get to this town? Oh, forget it. It was like the president of the United States is flying <laughs> yeah, in. On yeah, Air that's Force what I want to know. So, yeah. the, what? Where are you coming in on a car? Are you where, coming in we on get a train. On, we, we fly Air <laughs> yeah. Italia to Naples. Uh, Naples. Well, yeah. No, Rome. Rome. And then we take a little puddle jumper to Naples. And which, then they. Come in a. They uh, come in the tiniest in a BMW. Peugeot. It's yeah, a BMW. BMW. And we have all this equipment. I got camera equipment. I got sound equipment. I got three boxes of like you know because I'm gonna have to lavalier. Yeah, I remember. I remember when you were doing this. It yeah. was insane. And then my cousin Salvatore drives like a wild man. I was like down the center of these tr- turn and curvy. He's roads. going 100 miles an hour. I was like yeah. everything. Exactly. You know, he's like like you. And he brought. So how far from Naples? Like an hour. I would say a good 40 minutes. Yeah, oh, yeah okay, it's about okay. 40, 45 an oh, hour. Shit. And he brings uh, your cousin from here. Like yeah, he's back there. Rosario is the guy's name, the professor from here. So Rosario's in the car in the front seat and the three of us are in the back seat of this tiny My BMW. Husband. Yeah, her husband's with us and I'm holding the ca- like the camera equipment because it can't fit in the trunk. We got suitcases and with so every week. When you pull into the town, they're there. It's the closest thing. If you ever wondered what it felt like to be a princess or like a queen. Oh, so they're all out. Oh, Oh, they're waiting for Oh, her. they're ready. They're, they're more than they're ready. They're waiting outside. They, they have yeah. cell phones. They're like, oh, we're coming. And then the they're... party starts. Yeah. Oh, I mean, wow. Immediately sit to lunch. I didn't even, we didn't go where I was staying. We just no. walked in their house. And did and you do the camera out ready to go? Well, no, the first, I couldn't get the camera out immediately. <laughs> like, we just met them first. We were going to tell them what we were going to do. Right, but okay. the first thing is you have to eat. Yeah. And every day, fabulous, my cousin, Ragela, she made lunch, but it was like a huge dinner. In the middle of the day. Yeah, they the lunch is their wow. big meal. Yeah, like four or five courses. And then they do like a siesta kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, so we're right there at time for lunch, and she's holding on to this huge lunch. I'm like, That's what crazy, are we eating? Man. Course after course after course at this lunch. <laughs> and that like, was like just the what hello. What is happening? And then we don't even say a lot. We, they don't speak English, by oh, the way. Oh, there's <laughs> no. very little English. No. Oh, wow. Okay, we're exactly. acting yeah, out. Yeah, I'm yeah. acting out. They're like, have you, they're literally asking me in a time, then they translate it, have you ever had watermelon? Yeah. Like well, they we, don't know. Like we yeah, don't yeah, have water. Yeah, yeah. We don't have water. Like they're the tiny town in the middle of nowhere, but, but they think wait, we don't have water. This milk. town is up on a hill. Yeah. It's in the it's mountains. Gorgeous. Yeah, it is a hill town, yeah. like, or what you want to call it. I mean, it. So we went straight up. You're straight up, and you get into this village. It just winds I, up. To this yeah, I feel like I'm you ever watching see The Godfather. Godfather. Yeah, it is. Exactly. Like it's exactly yeah, 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 The Godfather. That's you ever what I have in my head. When so. Michael goes back in The Godfather, that's what I always equated to. When Michael goes back in The Godfather, yeah, yeah, he he's like, to with the girl Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Monday. Right. And they're walking through the that that those beautiful, those wide shots of like this the hills and these little towns. They turn a corner. That's the town. And is, are there offers for you? Do you at, at some point in your in your head are you like maybe I just should live here or stay there no, for wait, a while? This is the craziest thing. First thing they do is, and Lenny was there for this. They point to their vein, like in their arm, and they point to my arm, and they go Adalia, Adalia. That's all they. They just wanted to say your blood is my blood. It oh, was wow. crazy. It's crazy. But then I didn't know where we were going to stay. Like I thought we were going to stay in these little tiny 
I don't know what. They own everything. They own these apartment like villas, these things, and they take t- take Lenny because they Damn. he's a man. He's not supposed to be near me, even right. though my husband's there. <laughs> so they take you to another part of the village, and they give you they this massive t- apartment. They have two apartment buildings that they've built. That's how they amass wealth, I guess. They yeah. build their own land. That's what they aspire to build their yeah, own they ha- apartments. They own everything. They own everything. So they own yeah. all the apartments, and they rent out the other apart. So they have like a six apartment building. And they rent out four of the apartments. They keep two for themselves. That's so, crazy. Yeah, so they have two of those. And then one of the sons is out of town or whatever. So go ahead, take his apartment. What? <laughs> take his apartment. They're not even here for a while. Like, So I got my own apartment in this crazy brand new building. Oh, and, my God. And, and they, the f- they Wait, and they had stocked his refrigerator and everything, right? Yeah, they to plug make sure. everything back but in. But the food's amazing. Amazing. All fresh. Everything's fresh. <laughs> the, everything's olives. You're surrounded by olive trees, so they pick everything fresh. Even the town is known for uh, water. Right. You know, like a natural spring. I got to see spa. the footage. I need it's to see spa. the footage. It's amazing. It's incredible. So the, the legend was that my great grandfather had run a spa called Rosa Pepe, right? And we were like, is this really real? I mean, is this spa <laughs> even real? So we go down. You can't, it's a five star spa. Mm-hmm. And they come in and they go, uh, Antonio Delia, blah, 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 something. That's yeah. my great grandfather. And then we're in the middle of the this spa. They're showing us around spa. the spa. Yeah, that's a beautiful. Oh wow, like spray, that's crazy. What's the sulfur? It's like sulfur, yeah, sulfur water. Or whatever. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. Sulfur it's got pools like... and people. It's kind of just a weird. It's the. Weird, it's the water. It's the water. So they 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 have the. Cantani is the name of the Terme springs. Or whatever it is. Yeah. Like, so oh, they have like special springs. Oh yeah, and then it's like so a wine bar except for water. water. And they make us taste so everything. They taste water so that the top is like they filtered it a little bit so you can drink it. Kind of tastes like water. And then as you go down, it's just natural spring water. And I mean, it's got. It, they don't take the metal taste out of it. I, by the by, the third one, I was like, <laughs> now what's the population it. of this town? It's about three thousand. Oh, so it really is like a nice. But the thing small that was crazy is wherever we went, they were like, "They're here." They know da, 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 da. <laughs> Yeah, you so know. you, everyone oh, knows. Everybody everything. knows everybody. Everybody knows. And there's young people business. in the town, or not? There's, there's some young not, people, but not they're not all many. related to me. But when we go to the bakery, my cousin yeah. Uchia, that owns the bakery, yeah. falls in love with Lenny. Right. Oh So wow. he likes like these little. She's, she's, <laughs> oh, yeah, so she makes these little the apricot cookies, and when she finds out that Lenny likes them. She practically punched me when I was trying to, I was like, I'll, I'll pay for it. She's like, yeah. you know, and Lenny got fresh cookies. Fresh cookies every day. Every day. <laughs> Albi Coca. That's apricot. And, uh, you could have had your own world like the Godfather. Al Pacino had his own like life. He married the girl over That's there. That's true. Then, then I, you know what? If you go there and stand in that town, you're like, I could do this. It is really relaxing. It's really relaxing. You're in the, it's just, And can you a get dream. like a place and then go every summer? She, are you, we don't she need a should place. go every summer. Yeah, she's staying in that hotel. Yeah. Whatever. Or I guess really in. what I was asking is, can I get a place and go? <laughs> that's, that's well, what the I was craziest gonna... thing is, all my friends are always like, if we're anywhere near Naples, we're going to go down there. I said, well, you go should. to the municipal, you know, the municipal building in the middle and say who you are first, because if you just wander in, they're not going to talk yeah. to you. Right. But do that and then. Say but so, how much does this mean to you that you go back to this town and like find yourself? Well, like, do you does it answer questions for you? Or do oh, yeah. you just feel at home or like? First off, it feels like home, right? They were, they're exactly like my family here, except they're there. It's as if you could look in a mirror and see yourself a native or Italian or yeah. they look like me. There was one cousin. She looked like me. Yeah. We, it was crazy, it was you know, crazy. and the food, the lunches were killing me because it was my grandmother's food. Yeah. And if you can imagine, imagine being able to sit at your grandmother's table like 50 years later or something. And the same food made the same way. Yeah, you know, I know the connection. That's what I'm saying. The con- so you was, feel the connection all over the place. Yeah. And the whole time Lenny was like, how are you not crying? Because it was so hard. <laughs> it was. Not I to- was like, this is crazy. Yeah. You're you in know, somebody else's book. 
You ever no. read a book that you're yeah. in somebody else's book? I'm standing in somebody else's book. Yeah, and book. it doesn't always go that way, so that's so special. I mean, sometimes it goes the opposite. You know, it just goes like, oh, they're here. But well, this one went like But I do way. have to say this one thing, that Lenny was the perfect person to take because yeah. we knew each no other No one ever enough. says that, by the way. That's a compliment. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I've never heard that said before, ever. That's the first time I've well, ever heard that. I, He's the perfect. <laughs> well, I really, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I really have to say that I knew Lenny. We knew each other well enough. Yeah. I think to withstand just about anything they threw yeah. at us, and I needed somebody like that. Yeah. My husband's a very sweet man, but he's not. You know, he's not used to any just anything coming at you like you are on stage. Yeah. And I mean, I was literally like sometimes hanging off of things and underneath waterfalls, and I needed somebody that was crazy enough to, to do those it. things yeah, with yeah, me, that's and funny. he did. The, my funny. favorite. I'll end up with this story. The my favorite part of this was this kind of misunderstanding that we had until we <laughs> both figured out. Every morning, this is how crazy you're. You are in the middle of nowhere. Every morning, I am woken up at the crack of dawn by loud roosters. Roosters. Cockadoodle doo. I mean, violent. So I try to explain to them in awful broken Italian when I'm looking at my phone trying to translate like the roosters and they're like they think the rooster sounds they say kikiri key yeah that's what they think the rooster sounds like we think the rooster says cockadoodle do yeah right so when i tell their the cousins no we don't say it in america we say cockadoodle do she loses her mind loses her she thinks <laughs> what that's they the think funny kikiri key she thinks we're crazy <laughs> right. we're like we think her she's crazy right she's literally like what do you say what are you saying <laughs> cockadoodle do it was it was a real I'm like, why don't you guys come come to America now? We'll show you New York. Yeah, are they know? gonna yeah. come over here? Nope. No. They no. won't get on the plane. It's they just, they do not live leave the little village. They, don't they, live call it. Village. they don't. Crazy. But they're kind of modern, you know. They got car. They, yeah, they, they have, you know, they have everything they have. It's just. I mean, it's got the Wi-Fi, and TV, the whole oh, yeah. thing. Up By there. the way, just, my favorite part, just so you know, they thought I was good looking. <laughs> oh. They haven't seen it because they don't have this face anywhere. I gotta go to that face. town. I, gotta I was go like, I gotta town. stay in this town. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? It was great. All right, let's go to the fourth. That was amazing. We could talk about that all day. If Tina ever comes back, we'll we'll talk more about Italy. We will. The final. Do you thing ha- wait one more thing? Do you have a list of all the recipes and stuff? Because that's yeah, I, I have I'd everything. Like to, I'd like to see that. Yeah, and everything. we filmed the pie. How I to want, make yeah. the pie? I'd love to. You should do that cookbook. Yeah, well, do, we, well, she's writing a book. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but just, tell, the, just tell the cookbook. How's the book coming, by the way? Real uh, quick, update. it's pretty well written, but yeah. I got to get somebody who wants to buy, buy it. it. Yeah, no, it's just is the recipes in that book? Everything's in the story. Oh, okay, because I was like, you need a separate, just a cookbook. Oh, they, she that could trip. definitely have yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty. Oh, cool. it's incredible. All right, the last thing we do, a uh, fourth corner today is called this, that, and the other thing, and we just give you a choice of one of two things. You pick. You tell us which one, or you can go off the board and pick a third one. We all just discuss. Okay. Okay. First one on my list today is pancakes or French toast. That's, and wait, before you answer, I want to add a little one. twist today because we just go into it. Neil, I want you to predict. Let's try and predict <laughs> with Tina because Tina's got a great poker face. So I'm going to go. Hmm. I'm going to say a little fancier with French toast. What do you say? Mom, I go French toast with the powdered sugar oh, okay. on top of the French toast. With Tina? Pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> Really? The best pancakes I ever had, uh, Bellagio Hotel in Vegas. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, they have this kind of like pecan butter hmm. and then this like maple syrup. I don't, it costs a thousand dollars, but it's fabulous. Go to the Bellagio Cafe. Okay. Pancakes. There you go. Pancakes at the Bellagio. Yes, look good. I got something to do with you. I'm going with John Joseph. So. Yeah. Yeah, you'll love it. He He's great. Too. Yeah, he's great. Um, so wait, what about you, Neil? Pancakes, French No, toast? I told you French toast, but with the powdered sugar. Oh, so syrup. you did what you but wanted? It's got to be the thick French toast. 
The thick French. Oh, no, I don't need it to be that thick. No, I like the thick. Oh, French. you know where you should go? Norma. Where's That's that? where I took Gina after we got engaged. It's in the... Um, you mean you uh, took her like the, the first night? Hotel. The first night you had sex and you go the next day to get the French No, toast? after we got engaged. Yeah, so the first night you had sex? No. <laughs> I'm just checking her out. So <laughs> I forget the Norma in New York City. It's, it's going to cost you 100 bucks, but it's oh, the yeah. thickest French toast with berries in the middle of it. Or oh, something. yeah, yeah. I like that. I don't like berries. Uh, not mm. it's. Uh, I know uh, for no breakfast. Berries. Yeah, I feel like I gotta eat them. So if they're there, I eat them. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna go. I usually I started when I was a kid pancakes. I wouldn't go near French toast, but now I sort of switched. I don't know. Something about French toast. I don't know. It's just bread. Just another way to. I don't know. Either one, really. You're not gonna. Okay. Number two. Let's go. Uh, a Broadway play. Like a hit Broadway play or yeah. a Broadway play. You're on Broadway with the play. A stand-up special. Or a best-selling book, which one do you want? Are you guessing again for me? Or? Oh, you want to guess for her? which one? Wait, which wait? I'm, I'm, which one do I want to go see, or which no. one do I want for myself? For yourself. Okay. If you want to be in a Broadway Am play, I guessing with a big for run? Tina? Yeah, let's guess for Tina, and then we'll. Okay, do it. I'll guess. Wait a minute. I'm, I want to be in the play. I want to be in the, in the special, play. or I yes. want to write the book. Okay. Right. So the choice you're the is the author. This you're the stand-up special, or you're in the Broadway play. I'm well. I'm gonna guess that she'll say Broadway play. Hmm. I'm gonna go bestseller because that encompass that encompasses There's something everything. Something about Tina Spells. No, because she has the book for the Broadway play. She's already done the, the Broadway. She's got it out of her system. The stand-up special. I don't think she she's been on TV. I'm gonna go bestseller now. She wants to do it all. Okay, all right. Let's yeah, go. definitely bestseller. Yang it. <laughs> definitely. Not yeah. even a choice there. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. I would sure. just love, and I'm gonna continue to write, even if yeah. it won't be that. I, will. I could see that. But then you get the Broadway show. Then that is. What about the, you? That is the thing. Which one would I want? Of course. Uh. I mean, it, it it's. I mean, I it's might be leaning towards a book too because really? it, it could it could lead to so many what things book? and could set you up with writing and hmm. writing kind of feels approachable. I, I guess though, if I had to choose one now, I'd choose Broadway show. Oh, you would be in the Broadway show. That's what I choose. Yeah. Why'd you say you were leaning toward the book? It could be better long term, oh, career wise. Broadway more, show, more Broadway shows could close in like the second day with me in the show. That's true. <laughs> I could see it be That's like, true. "Hey, Neil, congratulations! You got Broadway, but yeah. you're fired. Yeah. You're a Broadway. Do <laughs> you know that understudy guy that you don't like? Yeah, he's doing your part. Your play would be the Iceman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It would, yeah. The, the Iceman is gone. <laughs> he's gone. Um, okay, I would take the stand-up special, of course. Um, let's do okay. Would you rather have the best pasta dinner or the best steak dinner? Steak dinner. Well, pasta. Yeah. I'm oh, going. really? Well, I'm uh, not a steak. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, not a steak so person. Oh, you're not? No. <clears throat> what about Dave? I would say steak. Yeah, he goes. I, I now, how good that. is your Italian cooking? Terrible. Oh, it's terrible. Really? I don't know how to cook. Oh, uh, okay. That's that whole bit I have called the unwife. <laughs> the I can't unwife. cook. I can't, can't clean. Cook. I don't want to be. Children. But you've tried. I've tried. And it's just no fun. Yeah, I just. What do you guys do for dinner? Does Dave cook? No, we just buy stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm a yeah, We're most I'm of a that delivery too. machine. My wife, I, she's also half Italian. Her father cooks cookies, great cookies on Christmas and whatever. You go there, they're always cooking some. We go to Thanksgiving yeah. or Christmas. They, everybody comes with like food, food, food. They all. My wife, no, no. <laughs> well, dessert is different than like dinner. That's can you make different. dessert? Yeah, I can make some desserts. Oh, there you go. That's good. that I can do. That's that still counts in some ways. The food in Italy. Let's go back for one second. Was 
so ridiculously fresh. Why? Because they all just pick it right there from farms. Well, the other thing that was crazy was every meal. And he said, I don't know if I'm going to like that. And yeah, then five minutes later, it. he was like, this is the most delicious thing I've ever eaten. Yeah, it was so weird. Like they're explaining to me what it is. It was like flowers. What was the thing with the flower? Yeah, it was like dipped flowers, eggplant flowers. Egg, the flowers that make an eggplant. Yeah, but I can't say it in Italian. Yeah, the actual it has flower. A name. The flower. They I would dip know. it in a, in a type of batter. Yeah. And it was delicious. Yeah, it was weird. That was then. And the other thing is my grandfather's side, who they say is not good enough. They have all the chickens <laughs> and the cows and stuff. And that's where they were getting all the meat. Oh, wow. Because for years they never talked to them. But mm-hmm. then after we were there, they were going there. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that's where they were getting everything from. So it was br- like right off the farm. Like right. they would go yeah, right to difference. the farm. Everything was so fresh. Like the pasta, you're like, yeah, no, this we, is different. When I was in Spain, I felt that too. I felt like I wasn't eating processed food. So the food was right. better. Yeah. Like we're real, really, we eat a lot of processed food. Yeah. No matter, all the restaurants use it. So we don't get the fresh food. Yep. Well, I also think they were trying to throw down. I mean, they were trying <laughs> to say. This is what it is. Yeah, yeah, this is this is your family. And look, look what we have. You At know? the end, though, they did take us to their steakhouse. Right. And I was like. I don't know how to tell you this. No, it's really good. I was like, yeah, but it's really good. good. No, yeah. the no. Pot, obviously the Italian dishes right. are amazing, but their steakhouse is like. Come to New York. I'll take you to a steakhouse. They'll be But their around. meat was probably be- healthier for probably. you. Probably. Ours no. is pumped up with all kinds of shit. No, Lynn, when they had like that wedding reception, they had like a wedding reception for my husband and I. And what did yeah, we eat for time. like five hours? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had this one. Yeah, they had a big meal. They at had the a end. wedding reception. And you have that on tape? Yeah. Yep. Okay. We have it on tape and it's also just like pasta dish after pasta dish after pasta, which I would kill for right now. You know what I mean? But and wine, lots of wine. Everything. Everything. And they brought champagne and stuff. It was like we got married. Uh, like my husband yeah. and I got married. I love it was that. insane. I love that. It was a great, it was, okay. So let's go with this one. Is it, oh wait, so best pasta steak, you took steak, right? I steak. took steak. Yeah, you yeah, took yeah. steak. All right, let's go with this one. Um, one of two things. I You got to go to the Olive Garden for dinner. <laughs> Look at that eye roll. <laughs> you missed the eye roll. Or... or you trust me to make you pasta. I think you'll pick Olive Garden. <laughs> at least you got the I unlimited. Trust me. I, at least you got that unlimited salad. <laughs> that's, and breadsticks. Oh, the breadsticks. Bread yeah, yeah. So that I uh, would go get you fresh bread. What do you think of it? What am I, savage? No, I, I would actually trust Lenny. Oh God, yeah. not me. Olive Garden. Not with so the ta- yeah. I would trust not with Italian food. No, I would trust Olive it for like a grilled cheese uh, or something. Olive Garden. No, I think I uh, could figure it out. Olive Garden is not. It's not horrible. I mean, it's just it's chili. My it, family would say that's chili. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> for an Italian like person, like for your family, it would be like literally committing suicide to go yeah, eat at Olive Garden. That doesn't make sense. What about sense. you, Neil? So you're saying Olive Garden? Absolutely. Come on, man. <laughs> you got no skills. No you mean, skills. Your kitchen's too skills. small. I mean, you got no skills in the kitchen. I made Thanksgiving in that kitchen one year. You, you mean no, you're not cooking today for Neil and I after no, this? No, no. You have no, no kitchen. You have fewer kitchen skills than me. That is not true. And I have no skills. Ask my wife. That is not true. Like, what do you... I Not only did I... The other night when I had to do New Year's Eve, I and New Year's Eve, uh, I was leaving and Gina was going to be here with the baby all day. I prepared dinner. All she had to do was turn it on. Wow. Yeah. But what does that mean you prepared dinner? I prepared you went out a chicken and bought, dish. You bought it? I bought the chicken. I bought the ingredients. Yeah, you bought I the, made it. it. I marinated it. It's you bought the chicken the cooked? No. You I cooked the, the chicken. chicken Flat out chicken. And what does marinated mean? You like put butter on it? No, he <laughs> no, got some I Italian have dressing and he threw it on. <laughs> yeah, I put, I put it all, put it in that, got it ready. All she had to do was put it in the oven and turn it on. Oh, and the, and you put it like in like things in the fridge and labeled it like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. <laughs> no, she makes it for the whole week and then we, <laughs> then we, now we've eaten it. Now we're eating it the whole week. Uh, but so you rationed her eating. No, you have no. She, 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 she can have all of it. It's probably wise. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's probably wise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
I don't. I just can't imagine. I fine. Th- Enjoy the Olive Garden, Neil. Let me just yeah, read no, between the lines on that story. That I went to like one of the markets. I bought the chicken from and the thing, like no. the whole, like the hot food section, no. and then I put it in a thing no. and pretended. No. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Neil. Apparently, you and Bethel need to come over for dinner sometime. Okay. I'll make it for all of well, us. Let's see it. I gotta see it. All right. When we move into our, and if I ever move into a new house with a bigger, that I'm gonna need a bigger kitchen. kitchen well, let me have the baby for the night. You yeah, there it. you go. Okay, uh, next one. Uh, okay, so would you rather teach 12th graders or kindergarten? Oh, that's easy for me. Okay, I'm going to go. That's easy for me, too. You know what? I know Tina loves kids, but I think I'm going to go 12th graders. 12th graders. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's too hard to teach. Oh, I taught kids. elementary. They make your student teach. They cried the kids the entire time I had them. Your well, kindergarten Because you tough. scared them? Yeah. Like they would say... <laughs> They would say, uh, we have to go to the bathroom. We're like, well, go to the bathroom. I didn't, they're like, no, we have to get in line. You have to have a partner. I was like, get out. Go to the bathroom. Uh, Neil, what would you do? Definitely 12th grade. Well, yeah. Why? Because you just, just can't. I mean, you yeah, can have can't more a of a kid. conversation. Right. You know, the little kid. The kindergarten. I can't deal with little kids. Yeah. Just the, ba- the enough already. I need them to kind of get it. Yeah, because. Yeah. I don't know where I would you start. You don't want to open your own daycare center? Maybe? Daycare? No. Oh, God, no. I don't know how these people do. I just took the baby downstairs before we did the podcast and to the daycare, and uh, it's chaos. How do they right. see the little I think it's such baby? a hard job. So it's cha- There's two kids crying, one kid standing, looking in the corner, like, you yeah. know. It's insane. It's like a psych ward, sort of. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really well, for is. little people. Except worse. Yeah. We have time for one more? I think we have time for one more. Okay. Um, all right. Would you, let's see. Hmm. Would you rather work in an office or wait tables? Well, it all depends on the money in the office, probably at this point. Same money. So if you're making the same money, I mean, I, if you're making the same maybe money, maybe work I'd, in a steakhouse. So if you make the same money in the office, I'll take the. I'd go work at a restaurant. It gives you more freedom. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with Tina's. I'm gonna predict Tina's uh, working in an office. There's no way she's waiting tables. Neil, what do you predict? I'm saying she's gonna wait tables. Okay, let's do it. I would wait tables. Damn! Yeah! I made yeah, a lot yeah, of money yeah, in college. You did? Yeah, I used to wait. I don't see that at no, all. No, I used to work in a marina, and you would carry the trays down to the yachts. Oh, wow. And I made a lot of money because I was strong like bull. Right. You had to carry these big, giant trays. Yeah, I made good money doing down that. Down to the yachts. Were you wearing some skimpy to get more? Uh, no, it wasn't like that. But you know what I did learn? I gave people whatever they wanted. Like if people said, I don't, I don't like this potato or whatever, I'd right. say, like, no problem. I never charged extra. I, I right. never told anybody anything. I just gave the people and I got yeah, great tips. Yeah. I never asked permission. Never. That's the exact opposite of the way Neil waited tables. I was a good waiter. Neil, Neil not come back to the table for 20 minutes till they were so desperate to see him. They do whatever he <laughs> I had wanted. A, my two-step system that was unbeatable. <laughs> you greet them. You take the order all in one thing. Disappear. Yeah, because pan- if you let them sit there for a second, they start panicking. I see. <laughs> and then, boom, you hit them with the check at the end. Two steps. There steps. you go. There you go. And uh, I used to make friends with the kitchen staff, and that's how you got the best stuff. Oh, that's good too. Yeah, and I used to bring yeah. them drinks. There was yeah. this little woman who made cornbread up, and that's all she did. She made cornbread and coleslaw, and she used, I used to bring her sodas, and, <laughs> and I got some good stuff. That is good, and you have to ask the right questions, and you yeah. answer the questions. You don't ever let anybody answer the questions. Like what one, do you mean? You yeah. go like, how was everything? It was great, right? Oh, awesome. <laughs> exactly. I'll be over there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. If you guys need anything, let me know. You're the worst. How was what it? Oh, artist. it was great. Isn't that great? That's what I always say. Isn't that great? And they'd be like, yeah. I could never do that. Every time I see a waiter 
bringing anything to a table. I'm just like one one time a lady said to me, "There's hair on my potatoes. There's hair on these yeah. potatoes." And it wasn't hair. It was you know potato, potato. hair. It was yeah. like you know yeah, the yeah. thing. And I, I took and I threw it violently <laughs> into the trash can. I was like, "I will make sure there's never any more." And she was so impressed with that violent yeah, yeah. toss. Oh, I didn't even say, "What are you nuts?" There's no hair on those potatoes. Well, what does the next anything. potato look like? No, I just made sure another potato. You know, yeah, I just made sure. No, the hair when they have a hair. Oh my God! It's like a crime has been committed. I just threw they it just away. go crazy. Whatever it was, I threw it away. Uh, all right, we're done with that corner. All right. All right. So now, how we wrap up the show every week? We do uh, a one good thing or one bad thing of the week. You can pick anything in your life. One good thing or one bad thing of the week. You you know sometimes we do good. Sometimes Neil, you want to start us off? This yeah, week? my good thing's easy. Go. Uh, I got all the SAG movies. Oh, you did? Did you watch any of them? I've been clipping away. So if you're in, so people out there, if you're in, if you're in the actors' union, they will, and you pay your dues. That's the key. (laughs) You need to do that. You got to do that, or they will not send them to you. But they will send you like running movies that they think will win awards. Yeah, you get to screen all the movies for the awards. I'm about to get Vice. Did you get Vice? I I got everything. Did you watch Vice? Yeah, it was great. It It was. was? Yeah, really good. Uh, So what? uh, What do you recommend? Vice is that the one? Uh, yeah. So far, uh, I think the Green Book. The Green Book's really good. I only got two. No, so far. I go online and do them all online. Oh, yeah, and that, you got the email yeah. yesterday, I think, right? Yeah, online. Stream, stream. Yeah, I got the online one. Yeah, because I. But get, I want I get it. them too. I like it when they come. That's they haven't. Yeah, it's the, the exciting. DVDs right? have not been mailed out yet. I have two. I got two. Yeah, but that, the rest of I got of the them. wife and uh, the wife. Yeah. yeah, everyone got that one. And a beautiful boy. I was beautiful like, wife. Yeah. I never heard of the wife. The wife. Actually, my friends in the wife. You know Catherine from England. Oh yeah. Her friend Alex, who is here. Oh, is in the what? Is in the wife. Okay. They, she plays the daughter, Glenn Close's daughter. There you go. Good actress. Very nice person. Uh, we'll see here. Alex, shout out to you out there. Um, my one good thing. Do you have one? I have one good thing. Go ahead. I got to meet your little girl. That's right. Oh, I've that been waiting, and I am responsible for her, by the way. Yeah, that's, that's right. I we wanted so. to tell that story. Yeah, I know. Yeah, she was yeah, saying yeah, yeah. we were so fired up after going to Italy. Oh, so the second part of the Italy trip was. Was it true? Uh, I don't know. It could be. I have to check with Gina on the timing of that. We, I think it was. We think it was more like Hamptons weekend. Not. That, I'm going to go ahead. And no, say no. I'm going to take credit. For okay. It. I, it's it's such a better story if it's the Malfi Coast. Well, we went in June. This was in June, right? Right. Yeah. And she was born the following May. May yeah. So that that's perfect timing. It's 12 months. No, 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 no. I don't no. know if you know how things work. No, 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 no. I I, <laughs> I did not. Don't hear ruin that my story. Okay, Linda. sorry. Yeah, yeah, so, all right, it. fine. It was the Amalfi all Coast. Right. No, Gina met we. You and I went there the first week, and then you literally went to the. We all went to the airport. You guys got on the plane, and about right. an hour and a half later, Gina landed. It was worked great, out perfectly. Yeah. And yeah. I just it was it. Amalfi Coast. The reason. Okay, and then we drove to the Amalfi Coast, which we had gone to. They're close enough. Right, we'd been your, there. Yeah, what's the, we had what's, been there for one. What's the last name again in the town? Uh, your last Dalia. Name? Dalia. Dalia. So that should be Birdie's nickname. Dalia. Dalia. She's a Dalia now. <laughs> could be well they say the she, that she belongs to them anyway that's why today before i took a bunch of pictures i now yeah, have to send it to so. italy this afternoon oh, yeah okay. and uh it was it was great my one good thing or bad thing well i'm glad you got to meet her i know was oh, she, and I'm, no smiles all day and my wife gets so was mad like there's no smiling now for whatever tina walks in smiles up the ying there you go yeah she was all smiling she recognized her compatriot yeah. you know I guess. italian she blood no she knows it's family my good thing of the week is uh, New Year's Eve in Times Square with Leslie Jones. That's a once in a lifetime. I never thought I would go to Times Square on New Year's <laughs> Eve. Next thing you know, I'm in New Year's. I'm in Times Square, four feet away from you know the. I'm standing right behind the. That was a great camera. Show. Good show. Two Fun experience. Shows, crazy experience writing on that show. Um, stories pouring. And what's it like? Never when been the- more so. That was the, probably the bad thing of the week. I have never been so wet. My gloves. Yeah. Are still wet. What's it like yeah. when the ball drops? Is it loud? 
No, not as much as you would think. I mean, people do get excited, but uh, I, I don't. I think everything, you know, cannons go off and ticker tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, we weren't quite in the middle. We were kind of on the edge. Did the rain mess up the tick, the t- tape falling? I think not the really. rain messed up that you could see the ball. From what I heard, there was a lot of fog. I don't know if they oh, showed okay. it on TV, but they, they there was a lot of fog in front of that ball. So people were like, is that it? You know? So it's more like well, I would never glow. go down there and do that. Never in my life <laughs> would I go down there and do that. But my the coolest thing was they gave me a pass, uh, you know, like you could go anywhere, and the and so I had to get to the Marriott Marquis, and then from the Marriott Marquis we would walk to the set, and I mean there's a million people there, but they they're now roped off. It probably was one big blob of humanity, but yeah. now they're all in like these little kind of steel areas, with aisles because things for safety and things have to cops have to get through. Right. And I mean, I walked straight through a million people showing my pass. Cops were like, right this way. And I walked straight down the middle of those people That's down Broadway. Big in the shot, of- big shot. Yeah. Free reign. Free reign. Free reign, baby. So this was great. Tina, tell us your social media so people can follow you. I have none, Lenny. You know that. You don't have any <laughs> social media? That's not true. I have a website, which you designed. TinaGeorgie.com. <laughs> That's correct. Um, and... It was great having you on. This was great. I really appreciate it. It was fun. This was, yeah, so that was much really fun. fun for me. We I can't tell you how much fun the trip was. It was a once in a lifetime for me yeah, as well. Yeah, I want really I wish was. our what audience could I see the video it. somehow or see pictures. Maybe you could post pictures on Didn't we have a video on this? Yeah. I Where think is we it? did. Well, for the I have book? it. Oh yeah, this, I have everything. Is it on YouTube? The oh, like, I want to see pictures of town. Did we do a promo a little bit for something? I don't know if we ever did that. Oh, I don't know. I, I want to see know. pictures of town, so we'll just. We'll show I'll you show pictures. you some. I have okay. some in my. Uh, okay. When phone. she writes the book, buy the book. I'm sure oh, that's be crazy. Right. It's called have... Finding the Me in Amelia. Isn't that smart? Oh, that nice. is nice. There you oh, go. And somebody's I, a writer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I must have taken thousand pictures of the place and and you know hours and hours of video so okay look for that everybody always says to me how do you get those pictures i said you hire a photographer and a film crew to follow you around <laughs> <laughs> that's how you do it that's how you do it all right and this is a quick by the way this podcast paid for by, by Dalia. that's right <laughs> Dalia. The, the equipment that we use for sound because i had to take it to italy oh wow okay. as used or i was going to use it for thank you very much so, oh well so thank he you worked for it, <laughs> yeah all right bye everybody we'll see you next bye. week bye bye